said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. If he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. Uh, there is no one on that Broncos team that I love more right now than Vaughn Miller. That man is an absolute goddamn legend. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Man to man? I don't know. The mayor of New Orleans <laughs> basically came out twirling the umbrella like, fuck Drew Brees and his wife. Who would you like, rather have sex with? I'm an island boy. I'm a just island boy. You damn kids. Walk, walk. Walk, walk. I love it. I love it. It's just an island boy. That's all we are, I Sean. Can't, I can't just a couple island kids. boys. Should we do a freestyle one of these nights? Just do an island boy style freestyle? No, we just go, that's all you. I'm an island boy. How about the hang gang gang? How about the bang dang dang? Hey, there, I, know, just, I just can, killed it. I just can, killed it. Bars, bro. On, Bars. Uh, you can go on Cameo and request them for like $600. They'll make you a video. $600? Like, I, that's, for those idiots. That's, that's like half of a Xbox One X. I have no idea. I'm going to go sure say sure on that one. Yeah, well, it is. And I only know that. Uh, because, because you want Halo I, I so went, bad. I went to, uh, I went to, I went to Staples in Fairhaven today because I heard a rumor from a friend of ours that uh, they had them in stock. What Staples? Staples, yeah. So you walk in right and walk in the Staples in Fairhaven. First of all, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Row One Seat One. We <laughs> will get to the sports stuff here in a second. Uh, but you walk in. I walk into the Staples in Fairhaven. The big sign that says now in stock PS Five, Xbox One X. I'm like. Bruh, am I? Is this happening right now? Like, I didn't plan on spending five hundred bucks and change today, but but I did. But I'm gonna. <laughs> and we get there, and my brother and I, we go to the aisle, and they've got like in the Xbox aisle, and they've got like little t- cards. Yep. Like on a rack, like Xbox One X. You take the card off, and I'm like, like it used to be. And there's two there, and I'm like, Paul and I grab one, and we're like, Bruh, I'm like, where's the barcode on this thing? Like, there should be a barcode if it's a, if it's a thing, and I'm like. He's like, yeah. He's like, don't even tell me this is just like a little thing where you're like, because it says ask an employee for assistance. Yep. I'm like, don't even tell me this is a head fake right now. It was a head fake. They did not have them. And the kid was like, dude, he's like, we get one, maybe two in like every couple of months. He's like, they're spaced out so thin. Why do they have those out then? That makes no sense. That's what I said. I'm like, well, what are you doing this for? I'm like, come on, man. They, they do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. How convenient, you know, COVID comes and they're like, wow, how can we charge $1,100 for a console that's really only worth like three? I know. We'll tell everybody we're having problems manufacturing them and shipping them because of COVID. Well, they really have problems shipping them. Well, man-made problems. Yeah. <laughs> man-made problems. Dude, I saw, I watched, I forgot what I was watching, and this is football related. One of the games ended on, on Sunday and it went right to 60 minutes. Yeah. And I'm cleaning my house as I was all weekend. And we're doing the stuff cleaning the house, and I just leave it on, and they're talking about the L.A. port and the, all the problems. And the guy who's – they interview one of the guys, and one of the guys, he, he buys toys for Christmas time. It's like a higher education kids' toys thing. So he buys, like, all those learning books, the ABC books, all, all the oh, very yeah. toddler stuff, right? Of course. He buys tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in product in advance to sell at Christmas time to malls, to Amazon, to eBay, to whatever he's selling, all the e-commerce shit. And he's talking about it. He goes, he goes, I knew this was coming in advance. I bought my stuff in May. I have not received my stuff. 
So he bought it in May of this year, received nothing of what he paid for. Wow. So they told him, oh, it's in L.A. It's on the dock. It's in, it's in a crate somewhere. We don't know. But since it's here and we can't find it, we're going to charge you a holding fee. And he's been charged millions, he said, in holding fees. And he goes, he goes if I don't get my product and I can't keep taking these fees, eventually I'm just going to say, keep it. Like, I can't, like, I'm not going to make anything anyway. But how can they charge you a holding fee if it's their issue? It's your issue now. Wow. And so another how t- thing. How typical. Another thing I learned. Can I get the Biden? I did that sticker. So I was going to bring up Biden, and again, not political. Biden made the whole, they're working 24 hours straight, no breaks. And the guy that runs the point is like, yeah, that's great. That's just an extra five hours of what we've been doing already. Yeah. Totally fine. <laughs> uh, we do that already. They, they do 17, 18 hour days. Every day, yeah. before Biden said go 24 hours. He goes, the problem is the truck drivers and the warehouses receiving the product are not 24 hours. So we still have the same bottleneck problem. Right, you're just changing the place where the bottleneck is. You're just moving the bottleneck from here to over here. It actually just made it worse because they have guys working. He goes, he goes we need people working 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. more. He goes, nobody's working at that time. No truckers, no warehouses, nothing. No, because everybody's getting paid to sit at home. Nothing. And he said, that's the biggest problem. And he goes, all of your stuff, right here, <laughs> in, these, in these giant containers. And I was just blown away. They just showed, like, rows and rows. It just seemed like miles of, like, stuff in containers. Somewhere in one of those containers is my Xbox One X. Somewhere is probably 5,000 to 50,000 of Xboxes and ps I mean, the thing is, is, else. like, right now is, like, okay, it's, like, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, oh, no, I can't get an Xbox for Christmas. Like, your kid's going to be upset or whatever. You can't get your PS5 or... You know, maybe you couldn't get that really nice monitor you wanted. All luxury items. What is, what, what's what is the go Christmas re- item this year? What's what, the big Christmas item? I have no idea. Uh, Xbox One X and a PS5, okay, apparently. All right, cool. Because uh, allegedly, they have, because they haven't, they, they, they were supposed to be last year's big Christmas ticket, but they weren't. Yep. Because nobody yep. could get them. Nope. They're still, so I guess it's just like on pause. I mean, the thing is, is with this whole thing like going on, like, it's all fine and it's all fun in games until toilet paper and paper towels and food starts becoming short. Dude, food's coming. It's coming. Uh, the, the guys at Shaw's on on uh, Route Six in Dartmouth, they're like, "Dude, load up on on meat." And I'm like, "I don't have an extra freezer." And he's like, "Damn shame." I get the, I get that meme. That guy went and just like turned away and walked away. Yeah. that's that's the. I'm gift. telling you, and you know what they say? You're only uh, you're only society. We're as a society, we're only four missed meals away from absolute bedlam. So Sucks. keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, on a happier note, happy Tuesday. Welcome yeah. to Row 1, Seat 1. I am your host, Joey Fats. With me, as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt. Please, you could not join us tonight. He was, uh, I, don't know. I don't know, he's busy doing something. I think Life. he was, yeah, he was, uh, he's house-sitting for, for my parents right now. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, a bunch of his friends and my youngest brother were all hanging out, you know, at the vacated house because my nice. youngest brother and all his buddies were like, oh, let's go to my parents' house, party up. And meanwhile, my brother and his girlfriend are currently living there because they're taking care of the dogs. Mm-hmm. And so my brother, he couldn't, like kick out my little brother because it's still like where he lives kinda but not really he has his own apartment but he was like fuck it and my brother's like yeah no he's like no way in hell my girlfriend come home to like just them like (laughs) Keith and all his friends like no Ah! (laughs) he's like I will lose my life Uh, it will not be fun and I goes home and it's literally the scene from Gremlins where they're all eating fried chicken after midnight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'll just, like, look at her at the same time, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, oh, right, shit, we fi- you forgot you're living here for a week. Uh, so it's just me and Sean tonight. We've got, uh, we're going to get into the Patriots and Mac Jones. We'll oh. get into Teddy fucking Two Gloves, that fucking 
Oh, Ooh. my God. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the bounce back from the Bills and the Cowboys. We'll get into Tom Terrific looking not so terrific. Uh, Odell and Von Miller both make their debut in L.A. Um, uh, first of all, we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you the worst fantasy football day in the history of fantasy football. <laughs> that, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I know we have a rule on this show. I've where we have never seen that. The, the, oh, wait. The phone. I forgot about the phone. Oh, okay. All right, but still, we, we have we have never seen what happened with you this week. I've I have never seen in fantasy football ever. I've never seen it either. It's just I, I don't think it's ever happened. I mean, not even the defense you played allowed or scored a touchdown. No, it just it, it was wild. So we'll we'll get into that in a little bit as well. And of course, your phone call seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. If you got a question, you want to hit us up in the chat. Do that. Uh, we got that going right here as well, and you can, uh, if you want the audio-only stream, mm-hmm. uh, by all means, go right ahead and check this out. Uh, you've got, you can go on Mixler.com, www.mixlr.com backslash Joey-Fats, uh, and you can just get the audio-only stream. So if you do not want to tie up your uh, Facebook you know, your phone with Facebook Live uh, or whatever, you, the video, and you just want to listen to the show, but, you know, you know, do whatever yep, yep, else you got to yep. do. By all means, go ahead and uh, click on that link, and you can do it. Um, it's always a good – it's always good. we got people listening on there right now, so mm-hmm. thank you very much for those listening on Mixler. Absolutely. Thank we appreciate you. it. Give us a follow on there as well. Every show we've ever done for the last eight years is there. Um, so, <laughs> you know, some things better than not. So, let's start off, Sean, with your Patriots, your boy, Mac Jones, uh, somebody called you out earlier this week saying that you were not all in on Mac Jones and that you were blah, blah, you were a fucking, you're a fraudulent fan and all this crap, right? I'm going to be the first one to say that that is not true. Mm-mm. You were definitely not all out on Mac Jones. Not in the slightest. You just had realistic expectations for a rookie quarterback coming in to learn one of, if not the most difficult offenses to run in football. Sure did. So I did project Cam to win the starting job, so I was wrong. Oh, we'll talk about Cam, too. We'll talk about Cam. The, the Cam knob slobbers were out in force this week. Oh, boy. Dude. Hey, got news for you. Listen. Wait until next week. <laughs> I know. People, like, don't see this coming. Like, listen, the same effect happens when you have a quarterback no one preps for, comes in and blows it up. This following week, he sucks. It's like clockwork. It happens, happens every goddamn time. Every goddamn time. Every single time. But never fails. Please continue about so the Mac Jones let's, situation. Let, so, Sean, you and I had, we had, I said before, in, a, in April, before the draft, there was a handful of places that Mac Jones could go mm-hmm. to realize his true potential and be the most successful version of Mac Jones that we could. People wanted, we were talking about San Francisco, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Broncos. No. Maybe San Francisco was – well, San Francisco was one of the places that I had on my list. Uh, Kansas City was the other, which made no sense because they have Patrick Mahomes, but you'll get to see where I'm getting at with that in a second. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots. Those were my big three. Those are my big three landing spots for Mac Jones that he could go to and they could make – they could turn him into – A legitimate a quarterback. all-pro, year-in, year-out, top-five quarterback – in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And why is that? What do those three things have in common? Good ownership, good GMs, good head coaches. Now, varying degrees of all three of those things. All linear, yes. Obviously, the Patriots being the best in that regard because you have Robert Kraft, arguably the best owner in sports. He just stays the hell out of it. 
not even just stays the hell out of it, but he knows how he's he's got his guy. He hired his guy. Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> I fucking I missed that. I missed that, that wine. Guy died. Did he really? Yeah, the guy who did that voice died. No way. That's yeah, sad. Massive heart attack. That's too bad. Yeah, he um, died years ago. I you know I I haven't listened to EI in so long. Neither have I. Um, not because because I've boycotted it. Now that Ordway's gone, I'm like, well, I got nothing. Like I love. No, he he's back again. What? He's back again doing the Patriots things on Sunday. Oh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not He's not the Monday. He the, he's said, not OMS. He said retired, done. And then they're like, going to come back for Sunday? Yeah, I'm coming back. He, he can't, can't stay he away. He just can't quit it. You can't quit it. I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? You got to sit there and just prep and do your thing? I mean, who cares? He's probably bored of shit. Let him yeah. be. Oh, oh, Ordway is my boy. I love Ordway. I love Keith. And other than that, I mean, I like I like Christian and uh, and Lou. Uh, they're okay. I, I, love, I love them with, with Ordway. They're, I thought okay. they were great. Yeah. With the way they were great. So they get just by themselves like, yeah. I haven't listened to them by themselves yet. I don't know that I'm going to. It's kind of boring. I, I mean, listen, everybody, it's tough. I get it. It's tough. But uh, going back to what we were saying, that the three places that we were in, uh, you know, with you have great ownership in New England. You have gr- the greatest head coach of all time, bar none, hands down, in any sport. Mm-hmm. That's, in, that's including Red. That's including Phil Jackson, Pop, whoever you want to throw in there. The greatest coach in the history of sports. Better than Shula, better than Walsh, better than Landry. Name a guy. I'm built- biased. I, I, I've agreed with that forever. Right. I mean, it took me up until about, I don't know, 2011, 12, before I was like, God damn it. Like, this guy just won't die. Nope. And then when you started realizing that he became the first guy, and now is going to be the first guy to do it in a different way, but he became the first guy to win a Super Bowl, Rip the team down to the studs, rebuild it, and win another, well, three. Yep. That's impressive. Granted, the one mainstay he had was Brady. Yes, he did. So now that Brady is gone and he has a new quarterback, he will be the first guy in the, in the salary cap era to have completely ripped his team down from its last Super Bowl, rebuilt it, and won another one. And I mean... Top to bottom, one through 53. This is only, you know, Patriots are seven and four. Let's not get too crazy here, but let's just say seven and four. Yeah, they're seven and four. Seven and four. Yeah, picture seven and four. We still have plenty of year to go, but you're talking about getting rid of a generational, once in a lifetime, once in a franchise quarterback. Sorry, six and four. They're about to be seven and four. Thank you. Sorry. Um, getting rid of a Hall of Fame generational, <laughs> once in a lifetime franchise much, quarterback. Much, much to Rob's dismay. Much to Rob's dismay. And then you replace him. With Cam for one year, you say, ah, it didn't work out. We'll bring you back. We'll try it out. We'll draft another kid. And you get this kid, and this kid looks like the real deal. And he was the fifth quarterback taken at pick 15 in this draft. The fifth. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing about him was, well, you know, the upside isn't there. Like, he can't run a, f- a good 40. He's not the strongest arm. Um, you know, he, he might not be the tallest. He might not be the thickest. He's not that muscular. Everything – you talk about is exactly how like they would describe like Brady, um, the Drew Breeses, the Peyton Mannings, the Eli Mannings, the guys who were just like in shape, out of shape men. They were like, oh yeah, I'm in shape. I'm not that guy. I'm, dude, the, dad I'm not DK Metcalf. Dad bods rule the quarterback position in the NFL. You don't. You don't need to be a pristine athlete at quarterback. I mean, it helps. It helps, sure. But the how much? Like, look at Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn was ripped out of his mind. Now I'm done. Yeah, Brady Quinn. Remember that commercial? Yes. The, when he chugs, he chugs his like little muscle milk, and yeah. then he just stares at the camera. He's like, 
Now I'm done. And he was not in the league in like what three years, four years. He was he wasn't a starter after two. It was it was fairly quick. It wasn't it wasn't a long stay for Brady Quinn. But guy was shredded out of his mind. He was yeah he was yoked. I mean my boy was a weight room warrior. Never never smart worked guy out. too. Really smart guy. Oh yeah, he's an immaculate Which, speaker on um, the Saturday's uh, programs. He too. went to the one place you couldn't go and be a good quarterback, which is Cleveland. You just can't do it. It doesn't work. Look what's oh. happened to Baker Mayfield. He's been shit the whole time. No, but he would have been good if Baker Mayfield had gotten drafted in April, this past April, and gone to New England. He would be exactly what Mac Jones is right now, maybe even a, a touch better, because he was more talented coming out. The one thing I can say about Mac that I, I praised um, ridiculously when he got drafted, I said he was the most accurate college quarterback to ever play. That season he had before he got drafted, it's he was the most incredibly accurate. accurate. The most accurate quarterback in history of the of college football. In history. It's never been done before. The percentages he put up was um, uh, never been done. And everyone was like, well, you had a, a plethora of, of number one wide receivers that were drafted either with him, after him. Like, it's the talent. It's the talent. It's like, And he's showing it time and time again. He is. Brady, uh, Joe, Joey, do you know what rank he is right now? Of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, where would you say statistically he's ranked right now? I believe he's top five. He is number five. I think I was going to say, he's like, he's right there. He's the fifth best quarterback in the NFL right now. And the reason why, and I'm glad you just brought all that up about all this first round talent. You know, he was throwing to Hamler and Judy and, you know, all these guys. And and you're right. He was throwing to all those guys. I mean, but look, he's making, look at this video. Okay, we've got the video proof here to show you why it doesn't matter who he throws to. He is one of those guys that is going to make the guys around him better. Because last I checked, Kendrick Bourne, this guy ain't no first-round pick. He was literally a cast-off from San Francisco who they didn't want. And they said, hey, you want to come in and be like the slot guy in New England? And he ended up being like the second guy because we have I think no he goes and makes a play like this. Yeah. More of that as he develops. But right now, just don't turn it over. And do that. Touchdown! I mean, that's a ridiculous... That's a ridiculous grab right there. Does that not scream? Ridiculous throw. Does that not scream NFL vet? Like that throw? That was a vet throw. Yes. I saw that throw on Sunday and I said, holy shit. And I looked at my brother. You know what the first thing I said to my brother was after that touchdown? (laughs) Look at that fucking strut. I said, did you? I said, good thing you bought those Bills Patriots tickets when you did. Because you wouldn't be able to afford them in another two weeks. And all of a sudden... That Bills-Patriots game in Foxborough, starting to look like it might mean something serious. And I'm going to be honest with you. Buffalo, cracks in the armor. I'm not going to say the other word because racist. But there's You can say chinks in the armor. It's okay. <laughs> We're not afraid like the, like of it. I mean, you're, you're Asian. You're Asian anyway. Shh, shh, shh. Just a tiny bit. 23 and me. Thank you. Um, but listen, Buffalo, I'm not going to say it yet, but I'm slowly going to stop. Pumping up my own train. Pat, I said, we will, we will, I promise, we will have a draft night show this year. We did have a draft night show last year. We didn't, no, but we will have one this year. Yeah, I did, we did it, we did it live. You and Keith did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but I, you will have one in-house oh, next yeah, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 Like, with all of us, like we did. We'll, we'll, we'll be back to, uh, we'll be back to the old ways of the draft show. I, I was not myself this year. They were picking, like, random, like, I got the quarterbacks right, but everything else was, like, a fucking mess. They were, like, drafting, like. Well, NFL GMs, I, I swear to God, like, we get to. You, you read all the stuff from the pundits. Well, they got Jamar Chase right. I said that was stupid, but Cincinnati, that's a generational guy right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's he, he's still on pace. I mean. To break it. He's, Even he's, before week 16. Yeah, I mean, it's all about getting it done before and by week 17 now. Like, whatever happens. And we'll talk about the rumors, the rumored expansion the NFL wants to go to. Oh, please, no. Which is going to uh, be the death of the NFL. But, uh, 
But to the Mac Jones thing, I, I told my brother, like, this kid's for real. The Patriots are all of a sudden, listen, the Patriots are going to be that wild card team. They might not win the division. I don't know. Joey, I but don't know. They Listen, I'm, st- I'm still going to say Buffalo wins the division because I still think Buffalo, Buffalo top to bottom, is the more talented Absolutely. team. That being said, though. that being said, I, listen, I think Allen's progressed. Okay, he succumbed to the Manning curse, which we said he might. Mm-hmm. Sure. We were, well, I was like, man, this is there's no way, but it happened. I mean, Phil Mickelson even said it on Monday night. Yes, uh, he did. He said, I'm not playing this week because I don't want to have to deal with the curse. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, it's, he does. He's like, I don't know if it stretches to beyond, you know, NFL players, but I'm not about to uh, find out. Nope. So Phil and Phil Mickelson was fantastic on the Manning cast this oh. week. Unbelievable. Yeah. Best guest they've had so far, I think. Um, but no, this, I still think Buffalo is going to be the team to do it, to win the division. But man, I'm not so sure. If you're that five seed, that first wild card team, and you're playing, I don't know who's, who's going to be the fourth Kansas City, mm, Cincinnati. KC, Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati, so, we'd mop the floor with. They're going to destroy. They, that is going to be a nightmare scenario for whoever is in that position to have to have Bill Belichick and that team come into their building wild card weekend. And, and that's the, like, okay, great. We got to win this game now mm-hmm. to, get, to get to the next round. Oh, fuck off. That is going to be an absolute nightmare. And now if they win the division, I mean, there's nobody running away in the AFC right now. No. The AFC is, is basically in lockstep. The, look, the, the one seed isn't out of the question. It really isn't. And if you give the Patriots that bye week, they're going to be in the AFC Championship game two years removed from their last one. Did you see Stephen A. Smith? Which is just insane to think about. Did you see Stephen A. Smith this morning or yesterday morning? I did not. No, I do not watch Stephen A. Smith. Neither do I. Uh, it was because I don't even follow him on Twitter anymore. Nope. It gets retweeted into my timeline. It, right. Yeah, that's the only time I see him yeah. is when someone else So Stephen A. and uh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Insane interrupter. I love it. M- Michael Irvin's the man. Michael Irvin can do no wrong. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is trying to, to say set a point, and then... Michael Irvin's like, oh, oh, oh. like he's throwing like a couple of words, like every few words in there. And Stephen A's like, oh man, give me five seconds to talk, and then you can have like five minutes to talk. Michael's like, ha, 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 ha. I just stared him down. <laughs> I love that. So I love that. Stephen Mi- a, I love that Michael Irvin laugh. Stephen A just goes like this. Picks up his pen. He goes, America, Patriots going back to the Super Bowl this year. He goes, I said it. I said. And you know how he has like that tone. I said it. He goes, I said. He goes, I'm upset. He, did he teach Ray Lewis how to do that? I just I realized know, that they basically both do the whisper yell really well, they, excellent. They both like didn't like didn't Ray Lewis play in Maryland and Baltimore? And then um, wasn't he out of Philadelphia? Kind of. No, Ray Lewis is from Florida. No, no, no. I'm saying when he played, like, wasn't like like Stephen A. like covering the NFL and basketball, like kind of like around that area. Oh no, he's a Philly guy. Yeah, Stephen exactly. A. is a Philly guy. Yeah, I'm saying like he was like not known nationally, but he was known like. Within like a hundred mile radius, everyone knew who Stephen A. Smith was. Well, Stephen A. has been a big deal for kind of a long time now. Long ass time. So uh, he predicted today. He goes, "I'm saying it today." And you know, all these guys are bullshit. They oh, all, Stephen A. said this. Yeah. Oh, I thought from, you said Michael Irvin. No, from week to week to week to week, all these guys jump back and forth. But Stephen A. goes this morning. He goes, "Patriots go back to the Super Bowl." He goes, "Would you be surprised though?" I would. I would not. After this Cleveland game, that was a a grade A ass stomping, and that was supposed to be a very good Cleveland team defensively. Defensively, and they just ran roughshod right through their defense. Uh, it, does Miles Garrett play anymore? Nikhil Harry. Do, do, does do Javian Clowney exist? I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck happened there, Dude, Cleveland? J- Javian Clowney was blown up. 
He was spent more time on the sideline catching his breath than anything else. Has we have we ever seen? Is there ever been a more overrated defensive? You're 100 percent right. That one play in college, you said it all the time. Yep. That one play got him paid tens of millions of dollars. He he did in college what Odell did in the pros. For sure, because oh, o- Odell's entire career was based off of that one catch he made against the uh, against the uh, the Cowboys when he was with the Giants, and he was like, "Oh my God, this guy is fucking incredible!" Mm-hmm. And no one's won anything with him since. No. In fact, they've all gotten worse. Um, Baker didn't finish the game. Judon, of course. Of course, Judon hits him dead in the stomach. Perfect hit. And <laughs> destroys his shoulder and his spleen. He's like. Ah. And they, they bring in, I don't even know who the backup was at anymore. Uh, was it Colt? Not Colt McCoy. It was. Um, no, it was not Colt McCoy. I, if you hey, said it, uh, I would remember his name because he's, he's right a journeyman now. guy as well. Yeah, he's one of those dudes that you're just like, ah. And it's just like the team was just like, God. And then the biggest thing I loved, I should have given you the video, maybe I can scrounge it up, is when um, Jacoby Myers finally gets his touchdown. He finally catches a touchdown at the end of the game to, to score like the, like the 45 points, whatever they came up with. The whole team. Case Keenum. Why? Why Case did I? Case Keenum. Why did I not know that? We just lost to him on Thursday night three weeks ago. There we go. Yeah, that was the return of King Case. So um, King Case exacts his revenge on the Broncos. I'll teach you to cut me. So the end of the game when Jacoby scores that Hands touchdown, <laughs> every single person runs off the sideline to go celebrate him in the end zone. Oh, that it was, was like, that was fucking funny. That was. Awesome. That was like a rib on him and also like a congratulations thing. Like everyone talked about it like, oh, Jacoby Myers, 1,500 yards, no touchdown, only player in history to, have to be like this. Everyone ran out there. That was that was actually funny to watch. That to was see, cool. And then to see Belichick when he walks back to the sideline. Belichick didn't run down there because Belichick doesn't give a shit. Well, about Belichick's not running. Anymore. Yeah, Belichick, he comes back. Belichick goes over, hugs him, and slaps the back of his helmet. <laughs> and it was just like so un-Belichick-like to like see. Well, do you think Bel- Bill's maybe having – I don't want to say the F word, but a little more fun this year because he, he finally sees like, okay, I've got the quarterback. Okay. The roster's not great, but these guys are playing. Remember the, the infamous 2009? I can't get these guys to play the way I need them to and play. And he's taking his hands and just doing this. Yeah, and maybe maybe he's getting these guys to buy in. Maybe they're – and now all of a sudden they got the, they're starting to rack up wins. And when – you know, we had in the NFL – We had 220-odds rushing. Winning cures all ails, bro. You start winning, everybody's happy, everybody's in a good mood. It doesn't matter. You're winning. So when maybe Bill's starting to – maybe Bill's loosening up. Maybe Bill in his older age now, he doesn't have Tom, and he's sitting there, he's, maybe he's redeveloped his approach, or maybe he hasn't. And maybe he's just – or I think he – I mean, a little bit of both. Let's, let's be honest. He has to redevelop his approach. Sure, of course he Because does. you can't just stay the same way for 20-something years nope. and, continue to have, and continue to have production and, and wins. Absolutely not. doesn't work that way. Those guys that try to stay the same, they – you get gone, bro. Either adapt or and overcome or don't. Uh, but those same guys that keep, you know, you keep eventually you end up trying to fit the square peg through the round hole. It doesn't work. But maybe Bill's sitting there, you know, maybe Bill's letting himself cut a little bit looser. Maybe he's letting himself, you know, you know, sling some shit a little bit more with the boys. You know, maybe he's letting yeah. the guys be a little bit more of the guys. But you notice what you don't see with the Patriots, and, and there's a lot of things that you just don't get, and it just it, it speaks to the greatness of Bill Belichick. You don't see, even though the rule is so stupid, you don't see the taunting penalties. You don't see, you know, as many of the, of the roughing the passer penalties or the late hits out of bounds. These guys are well coached, and they understand that, listen, you just can't do it. Like, there's a time and a place. There will be a time and a place. 
Pick your spots. Because, and, and the and the best part about it is Bill's not afraid to yank a guy off the field. Nope. Because he knows, okay, if you can't do this job, I got 10 guys that can. Uh, he's not See you later. To, he's not afraid to do it even in the biggest games. Malcolm, he, absolutely. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler out partying. He benched Wes Welker to start that uh, that playoff game the against champ- the Jets. The championship game. I'm sorry, not the championship game. It was the divisional round Divisional game. round against the and Jets. Lost. And they lost. That was the Santonio Holmes ridiculous catch. And then catch, he's like this, and Belichick's like, don't make jokes about feet. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> like, Damn. Don't be stupid. I mean, it is what, but it is what it is. But Bell, Bill and is at the moment you get mad and you're like, God damn it! But but he's never he's been anything but consistent. Which is why I still stand by that when he benched uh, uh, what's his face Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, there was a reason for it. Yeah, they they basically said like he was out like partying all night and he missed a team meeting and they, he was just like, you're benched. Yeah, and he there took, are still took, you know there are still people out there though that that like full fully believe that if he had played they would have won that game. Not in the slightest. They, there's not a chance. Not in the slightest. If anybody who watches that game would love to have an argument with me, and if you can prove me, if you can make me uh, concede my reasoning, I will give you a hundred dollars. There is no way you could have had five Malcolm Butlers on that team, and we still lose that same right. score. People still think that all they think is 2014 Malcolm Butler. Oh, okay, we would have won. Nope. Not in the slightest. I, I know. I know this. You know this. Most re- any real Patriot fan knows this, but then again. Yeah, that's, insane people. That's why we're us and they're them, and that's why people listen to us and not them. I, but I will tell you, I am I am incredibly thrilled. I am shocked at how well this team has developed and how fast it has. You said it last week, like, jokingly, like, the Patriots are back. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to always say that. Like, we, we beat some good teams. The real test, the real litmus test was, like, this Cleveland defense was, like, legitimate. They were a top three defense. Yep. And we – they came here, and we scored 45 points on them with ease. We took out Mac Jones at the end of the third quarter. We took out a rookie fucking quarterback in the third quarter. Because you and, didn't need him. And put in Hoyer, and he scored – he had 120 yards passing and a touchdown. Fucking what? There you go. I was just – I mean, I know they've moved on from Fred Kitchens, but <laughs> – <laughs> They're still the Cleveland Browns. I do too. I know he was such a punching bag for us, an unfairly pun- unfairly punching bag, but unfair punching bag because he was in a way over his head. They, he never should have been hired for that job to begin with. But Dude, when the, when they fired the offensive line coach and he was like Fred Kitchens is a fucking retard, and yeah. I was like, wow, that guy was awesome too. The fa- uh, what was his name? I don't know. Alpha- uh, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Wilford Brimley's like on un- <laughs> his uh, like, stomach hopping. That was fucking. That was the best hard knocks ever. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. If you want to talk some Patriots Browns, get in on this action right now. Give us a call. Uh, we'll move on from there. We'll shift gears just slightly. Sure. Patriots still on the table. Don't be afraid to call in. Oh, absolutely. You want to talk about Patriots? You want to talk about this upcoming Thursday night game? Quick turnaround Ooh. here. Today is today is uh is Friday technically if you're if you're a, a Patriots player. This is true. So, Tuesday's Friday, baby. Yeah. And uh and uh, and you know the Atlanta? best. I don't I don't know where we're playing. It's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Um, yeah, because I think this was a game that we were gonna go to. Quick three hour trip, four hour trip. Yeah, it's not bad. Where is Rob? Rob is by the way. I talked to Rob on Sunday through, through like Twitter or Facebook, one of the one of them. And he is so pumped about like his five and twelve prediction for the for the Falcons. I mean, it's looking like he's going to be dead ass right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, we we should talk about Calvin Ridley too. That situation is just like. Oh very yeah. Strange. You know what? We'll uh, we'll bring that up when we get to my. Yeah. We'll talk about my fantasy team. <laughs> fucking bum. Uh, anyhow, so uh, before yeah, so they're at Atlanta yes. on Thursday night. Yep. The Atlanta Falcons, who they broke. Five years ago. Yep. Broke them. They've never recovered. Still think it's Arthur Blank's fault. 
came down on the field and at the at the uh, end of the third quarter. He's like, I'm gonna celebrate the whole fourth quarter, and then he stands there, just like, are you fucking kidding looking me? looking like my son when your dog popped his ball. <laughs> 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 Just staring at the team. Like, that was still the best. That was one of my favorite moments of the summer. Do you do you forgive Lana? It's yeah. like fighting back the tears. <laughs> like, yeah, I forgive her. Uh, no, but they, they broke the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they even even like despite Julio Jones's best efforts to bail them out. Yeah, the Falcons still were just like, nope, we're gonna find a way to fuck this up. Nope. And they did. And they did. Uh, so let's we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll leave that on the table. You know, if you want to talk Falcons, Patriots on Thursday night, by all means. You want to talk Patriots, Browns, by all means. But let's talk a little bit about this uh, Odell Von Miller debut in L.A. because it ties into what we were alluding to before about how everybody who gets rid of Odell gets better or everywhere he goes gets worse. Cursed. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say everywhere he go he leaves gets better because the Browns aren't better and the Giants definitely aren't better. Uh, but they all got worse when they got him. I know for a fact the Patriots offered him a two-year deal. It was not as much money guaranteed for one year because he got four million from the Rams this year mm-hmm. to just for the next eight games. And the, the Patriots offered him, I think it was like two point five half mil a game. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I take that two point five for this year, and then they offered him like a fully guaranteed like second year. So it'd be like, hey, test it out eight games, and mm-hmm. then I think it was like his decision if you want to if you want to opt in, you can opt in at this amount, or you can opt out and go become a free agent. And the Patriots were. Heavily into it, and I've heard it from every local beat guy. Was like, it's real. They've reached out. They want him here. They want him to like. The smoke was always real. The Patriots all Belichick always liked Odell. Yeah, and then Odell was like, I'm gonna go to L.A. and he and I'm telling you, he went immediately ring chasing. He's like, what's the best team I can go to, and I can get the most money. All right, bet I'm there. Well, the and most he money, the, the most the most money thing is always an easy choice for, you know. For a lot of guys, sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right, though. And we don't, we couldn't get the clip of it um, because it was fucking hilarious. But we, we we tried finding it, but we couldn't quite get it uh, the exact clip. Last night, uh, Monday Night Football, Rams Niners in San Francisco, and the Rams got absolutely blown the fuck out. Now this is the second primetime game in a row the Rams have played, and they've looked like absolute crap. I mean, they played, the, they got dominated by the Titans. Not a single player looked good on the Rams. They got Besides Cooper Cup. I lied. Cooper Cup well, is unbelievable. He looks good all the time. I might play him next week, and he's, they're on a bye. That's, <laughs> Just, how, that's how good he is on fantasy. Well, he'd fit right in on my fucking team. <laughs> um, so they, they, they looked, they've looked terrible. They've been dominated now by the Titans, and then they get dominated with an in-division game. I, granted, on the road. But, man, how are you going to let the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo just steamroll you like that? Not even close. I mean, and not it's it's one thing if, like, you lose a tight one and you're like, God damn it, like, we beat ourselves. Man, you guys got throttled. It wasn't even close. Like, Von Miller's name I didn't hear once. He got blown up. George Kittle murdered him. Yeah, I don't know if Von's healthy, and even if he is, I don't know that. I think there might be more to the Broncos getting rid of him. And, there was and a- willing to pay the money to get rid of him. Sure, absolutely. To save it for next year. But uh, uh, then, then there is know, three to the While eye. you're talking, I'll try to find that clip of the Von Miller, George Kittle thing. George Kittle, as he's lined up on the ground, is just staring at Von Miller. And they're probably having like that friendly, like jabbing back and forth. Yep. And Kittle is totally giving up. It's not a passing play, it's a run play. And ball hikes, he comes out into a block, goes right for Von Miller, and just steamrolls him into the ground and buries him. And they run right at his side. And it was just like, 
damn, like George Kittle is a phenomenal blocker. Like, like he's obviously not been he, great this year, pass receiving wise, yeah. because the team kind of well, and out. he's been a little banged up this year too. But it's, man, he is a murderous blocker. He he is he's he's one of the best, if not the best, all around tight ends in the game right now. Um, but no, he's Kittle is one of those guys that. He's he's not a Travis Kelsey. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty in the run game, which is what I love about him. You know, he's the he's the redheaded ginger freak that just goes out there and just bodies people. And I had high hopes for Vaughn. Obviously, we talked about it last week and the week before a little bit. Uh, I had high hopes for Vaughn in, in L.A. I mean, we talked about Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller being one and four in quarterback pressures, you know, since Aaron Donald was drafted. And, you know, w- could this be a DeMarcus Ware, Vaughn Miller 2015 type situation where, you know, Vaughn Miller got DeMarcus Ware. Could could Vaughn be DeMarcus Ware's, you know, DeMarcus Ware to Aaron Donald? Mm-hmm. It's Listen, I'm not saying that these midseason, these midseason trades are, are a great thing. They rarely, if ever, work out. Right. And we know this to be true. They rarely have ever worked out. But if you ever thought one was going to, this might be the one. But I think they're going to have to put Vaughn on a pitch count. They're going to have to, you know, really pick their spots with him, make him a third down specialist kind of guy. I don't know that he's got that much left in the tank anymore uh, to be able to go out there and play you know, 80, 85% of the snaps. You're right. And I just kind of, you might have heard that little ding. That was us sending it in our uh, little chat. But we're, you know, we're going to pull up the video right now. And you're going to see this, like, quick snapshot. And, um, you know, let's give Von Miller a break. He's a brand-new team. He's been with Denver his whole career. He has to learn a different, likely, defensive strategy system. I know they're probably telling him, hey, just get after the quarterback, set an edge, like, do the basic stuff. But, you know, this doesn't look good for, like, a tight end dominating, like, an all-pro linebacker, defensive end, like Von Miller. But um, as you're queuing that up... Uh, yeah, sorry, I just thought... Uh, no, I, okay. I was deciding which which video I wanted to uh, get rid of here. Right? Then we can get rid of my bad chip. Oh, remember my bad chip from last week? I was yeah. playing Brookside? Yeah. I actually shot one of my better scores of the year last week. Yeah, nice. It was nice. I needed that. Nice. I desperately needed that for my confidence going to that, down to the Trump course. Uh, in, in about two and a half weeks in Miami. So. That's right. It's in two and a half weeks. Damn. Yeah, so uh, the week was it December 5th, 6th, 7th, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. We will not have a show. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm around that week or the week after. I'll be. Well, I think, I'll, well, that week you're away, and then the following week I'm away. Yeah, so you'll be off. So well, we'll, shit. We'll pick, up the, we'll pick up the slack the following week, but, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be gone. Uh, but, all right, so check this out. Check out this clip of Vaughn Miller just getting absolutely throttled by George Kittle. Um I mean, just Jesus balls. That's insane. I mean, it's watch it again. This is crazy. Just bang, and just look. Vaughn's like going backwards. I mean, like he's holding on for dear life. Unfortunately, I've been there. I know how that feels. It's not fun. Um, I was on the other end of it though. Just, I was playing. You just trying I, to, I was playing left tackle. And yeah, you're just trying to hold your ground and, and not move up too much. So. You're you're desperately just trying to not get embarrassed, and yeah. then your knees start to buckle the wrong way, and you're going, ah, crap. My my, when your when your feet are closer to the quarterback than your chest is, mm-hmm. you've got problems. That's hundred percent true. And your ass is going this way. Yep. Yeah, not a good thing. Uh, but no, that's that. I mean, listen, credit George Kittle. Like we said, he's one of the best in the game. Great blocking tight end. You know, and everybody gets beat. It's not to say that Vaughn's unbeatable and he's never. But that's not something you typically see out of Vaughn, or you're used to seeing from Vaughn Miller. Right. Right. Exactly. And it just it's. Listen, it's going to take some time. These guys are going to need some time to gel, to play together, and get their legs under them. I mean, now, look, the Rams kind of have a – they have a long week, right? Uh, week off. They have the week off. They have the bye week coming up this week. 
and they've got two basically you know two weeks to get their to get their shit together before their next game and that's going to be paramount for Odell and Vaughn being able to contribute to this team especially Odell because there was a couple of times last night where him and Stafford were nowhere near the same page I mean he's had two weeks and it was it was rough he had two receptions for 18 yards and he was targeted five times not good that's not good. Five targets, you would expect at least like four for 67. Now, listen. Four for four for 80. We talked about it last week. I, I, I am not wavering from my claim that I would still take Odell. I said a broken down Odell I would still take on this team because we would not because have. He, he, because as you said, he was a body. Yes, he's a body. He's and a he's, warm and body. He's a veteran, and, and he has the ability to, to, to make a play turn into more. He has the, the X factor, so but to is speak. he? But as And I questioned you on this last week. Is he a Patriot guy? I, mean, I don't think he is. He's an excellent. I mean, who is a Patriot guy? Hunter Renfro? We can't get him. This is true. I would love Hunter Hunter Renfro. Yeah, a lot of people Jesus. love Hunter. We'll talk about Derek Carr in a little bit too. I pissed off some Raider fans on Monday night oh, or shocker. Sunday night, but uh, shocker. Yeah, we'll talk about that. when We get to the Chiefs here in a second. But, but um, um, yeah, uh, I mean Odell. You had Robert Woods go down as soon as the first day Odell gets to training camp. Um, to gets to uh the L.A. practice field. Yeah. Robert Woods jogs out there. Oh my ACL, torn ACL. Done for, Gone the, year. for the year. Which is, a, which is a big hit for the Rams. Robert Woods, big extremely hit. good wide receiver. Adele, Odell now goes from, hey, all McVay was telling me I'm going to do this out of the slot. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one-on-one coverage. Immediately goes to outside guy again and number two wide receiver. Odell did not want that, apparently, and is immediately thrust in that position and is like, okay, I'm cursed all over again. I have to face double coverage and all this other shit that I don't want to do. And Odell is probably not going to have a good rest of the year. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where it had to work out perfectly. Because, again, we've seen wide receivers and, and skill position guys get moved at the deadline before. Sure. Not often, but it has happened. It is such a rarity. Such a rarity when these things work out. It's almost never. It really is. Almost it never. really is almost never, dude. You, you, you got to talk about the guys, the guys in the trenches. Like, you see, like, big body guys move, and those guys aren't, like, big stat movers. You'll see offensive linemen, guards, tackles, if and not starters. I'm saying, like, backup depth. Those guys move because you need someone to just kind of, like, sure up different positions. And those things, like, they might have, like, a trickle-down effect for special teams. So on, you see a lot of special teams moves. Those guys might have big things. Like, a couple years ago, the Patriots traded for uh, Justin Bethel. Right, right, right. Um, yep, I, I mean, that. I mean, he's been phenomenal for us, but he's just a special teams guy strictly. That's it. So a lot of times you'll see special teams, depth, things like that. But you don't see all-stars get traded and then go, go fit right in somewhere and keep going. It never happens. Never. Never. It never it never works out like that. And that's the thing. It's like you you just you've got to remember, and that's why you gotta curb your expectations with these things. And I get it. Everybody's like, holy shit, you know, the uh they're all in. And you know, it, it's oh, it's all fine and well. The Rams wanna win right now. They're getting rid of all the draft picks to bring these guys in, but is it is it really gonna help you though? I don't know. I mean, granted, this was a free agent signing. This wasn't a trade. They didn't, sure, they didn't get rid of anybody. But, but like, you, you does but does Von Miller or Odell help your team win it all this year? I don't think either of those guys. Like we talked about when they traded for Von Miller, like damn, like that's that's tough to. But we didn't say that was like, oh, lock it up for them right now. By by no means, it was like, damn, that's an imposing figure to have there. But he's not the same guy. Right. Same thing with Odell. Did you really need another wide receiver? No. Like the Rams were the team that didn't need anybody. I mean, but now with Robert Woods going down, I guess you didn't now know they, that though. But they didn't know that. But they they probably kind of glad Cursed. they got him. But is that the Odell curse? I mean, look, it's 
every team that's gotten the Giants, the Browns, and now the Rams. I mean, it's only one game with the Rams, but not looking great. Legitimate curse. Not looking great. Oh, oh. Hang on. Spin it, blowing it a little bit. There we go. There we go. That was, that was, that was fast. <laughs> Joy Fast Radio, row one, seat one. Hey, what's up, boys? Sir yeah. Pat, How what are is you, happening? Sir? Joey, I was out last night for dinner and whatever at the bar. They had, like, less speed on than they had Sean McVay on them. They had him look like they were, like, the 24, 2024 presidential candidates. Like, they're just talking them up and stuff. I mean, I don't know. If, maybe the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. They very well could, but mm. I'm not sure those two additions really help. Nope. You win it. That's what we were just well, talking about, like, seconds ago. We don't know that they – We listen, are they going to contribute – between now, like, like if they're going to contribute, it's going to be in a big spot in January. Like yeah. Von Miller comes off the edge in an NFC divisional game, force fumble, you know, sack, whatever, gets them off the field, and then Odell catches a touchdown to put the game away or, or pull them even, whatever it might be. They're going to have, they could have impacts, but it's not going to be like, Oh man, they just took this offense from being like a lowly, like you know, a stagnant kind of whatever to now they're the most dynamic, they're the greatest show on turf. Right. You yeah. know, that's yeah. not going to be, or it's not going to take the Rams defense from, I don't know, you know, just being like, okay, they're a good unit to holy shit, this is the 2000 Ravens. It's a juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. They'll they could have an impact, but it's going to be very very specific, and it's going to be in the postseason. Like, wouldn't. This you don't have to go on a long tangent about this, but I was just thinking, listening to you guys before. What You're prefacing like that as if you cap? know I'm about to go on a long tangent about this. <laughs> what about their salary cap and their draft picks in the future? Like the Patriots got Barmore in the second round, who's a beast. Like how are they going to build young cheap talent? Joey? They're not. They don't. They're not going to. Their, their whole thing yeah. is they don't believe. In, oh no! And no, I'm I'm dead serious. Les Snead has basically it's come true, out and yeah. said he goes, I don't believe in building through the draft. He goes, I think it's an wow. antiquated way to, of building. I think they're they're trying to say, all right, we can get depth and we can maybe kind of coach up the depth guys, like guys in the third. I'm sorry, guys not in the third. Guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. <laughs> they undrafted. don't have a third round draft. No, they don't have years. that. <laughs> you know, their whole thing is they have a good core right now. They want to win right now, and then when this core ages, then they'll have draft picks to start drafting new guys. That's their whole theory. And, I mean, not, and not only that either, Pat, but you got to remember the, the salary cap, like what it looks like right now is dire. But you got to remember a lot of these deals, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Odell, these are all short-term deals. Okay, and a yeah. lot of and, and you can remember too, a lot of those are coming out of the books. In addition to that, the salary cap is going to go up exponentially over the next like two, three years. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. The, yeah, the, it's the amount of room, a salary cap room that these teams are going to have is going to probably, like the Rams will probably have like in two years, $40 million in cap space going into free agency. And I'm just Possibly, shooting from yeah. the hip with that number because I'm thinking of the, the contracts that I know are coming off the books and what I think the salary cap is probably going to do and it's probably going to equate to about that much. Granted, you know, they're going to have to pay Cup. They're going to have to pay a couple guys. But, you know, Ramsey will be gone. Miller will be gone. Bodell will be gone. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else they've got that's, that's kind of like – but, you know. Donald. Donald will be on another deal probably at that point. Stafford. If he's still in L.A. Cooper. Stafford will be on a different deal. They'll have to pay Cooper. I don't know so if they pay Cooper. We'll see. But, yeah, but, Pat, no, you're not wrong to be to, to question that. But, yeah, it's going to be oh, – the, the NFL is going to look a lot different in the next two to three years in, in terms of salary cap and, and oh. spending oh. uh, than it has Plus ever in our rumors. lifetimes. 
Pat, Pat, since you're on the phone, I'm going to kind of throw this in there, and maybe this will lead us to, uh, after we hang up with you, we'll go into a different tangent. But did you hear the rumor earlier today what the NFL's plans are for its future? Oh, uh, no. What is it? They want to stupid London? Don't tell me they're going to London. Oh, it's worse than just London. They want to expand to 40 teams. Go from 32 to 40. You're just going to have such a watered-down product. That's you exactly so what I said. Money. Why fuck it up now? What are you going to do? Like, what? why? How, how has it worked in Las Vegas? You, 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 you're going to have a... LA? Well, Las Vegas they're, has worked pretty well. I mean, so far. Well, LA doesn't have, like, big fans. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going off. Keep going. No, no, no. You're right. No, by but, all means, continue to go off. But, <laughs> I mean, I think, the, the like, the one place that could have a team and do well is Toronto. I think Tor- Toronto well, yeah. could do well. I said could. Maybe. Maybe Mexico City? Market, right? Come on, they, Joey. They can't, no, Mexico City will never, but they can't support a baseball team. They can barely yeah. support an NBA team. Yeah. I'm saying the city, like the city size. It's the only thing I'm, I'm saying. Like, like everything right. else. I mean, how many cities do you really think? Like, okay, let's see. We You're go, talking about Utah getting a football team. We go, right, we go to Utah. We go, we go back to, you know, Salt. Okay, Salt Lake, cool. We go Utah back, jizz. We go back to St. Louis. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you, what do you, do you bring up? Do you bring a fucking third team or fourth team to New York? Like, no, I, no, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. Do you bring a third team to Pennsylvania? The Long Island <clears throat> nightclubs. I mean, they've <laughs> got to be looking at it and sitting there saying, "Well, if Ohio can support two teams, which they haven't always been able to, but now with their business model and the way they got things going, if Ohio can support two teams, about, you know, what about Maine? The Maine Rock Lobsters. The Maine oh, Rock Lobster. <laughs> the team is just remember, red and blue. guys. Down in the south, a lot of people who like watch football are just perfectly content watching Tennessee Volunteers or Ohio State. They don't really care sometimes they, about the NFL. They would prefer right. to watch those. Everybody yes. south of the Mason Dixon line. I mean, there's even people up here that I get into arguments with and they're like, college football is better. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like the tradition of college football, the idea of college football, everything, listen, I'll put it this way, and I'll just explain this on the show. Everything about college football is better than the NFL. With the exception of the game itself. Really? It is. The tailgating is better. The stadiums yeah. are bigger. The atmosphere is better. People the, are the passion, The passion People is way heavier. Passion. There, there's, there is so much there, there is so much about college football that makes the NFL look absolutely stupid because the NFL, like, people don't realize that the, the problem is that people realize the NFL is a business. People don't realize that college football is also a business. They just sit there and they're like, I went to Alabama, so rah, rah, let's go, roll tide. Like, roll you know tide. what I mean? And they're like, if somebody yells War Eagle in their, in their neighborhood, they're like throwing down. Like, they're like, no, those are fighting words, bro. Like, I'll fucking punch you. And you're like, uh, I'm just kidding, bro. Like, chill. You know, like, so people don't look at college football like they look at the NFL in terms of like one's a business and one's like, oh, it's all about the passion and the love of the game in college. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, for now, but now you're going to start seeing kids, you know, cashing in on deals and going to schools based on where they can make more money. And mm-hmm. that's going to piss off all the old people. You're like, God damn kids and their money. It's like, well, it was always their music. That was the problem. Now it's their money, too. I, I don't I don't know. And and, <laughs> and going back to, like, the eight extra teams, I don't even, I can't even name eight cities. I guess you'd have to go London. Yeah. You'd have to go Mexico, Toronto, I'm guessing. There's three. They St. Louis. Do, they want to do Germany. Ugh. No, 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 Joey. I mean, there's going to be some U.S. teams, but it's mostly going to be they want to expand to other countries. Isn't there already NFL Europe? Wasn't, like, Rohan Davy like a stud there? Yeah, Rohan Davy was. was. Uh, well, he was for the German team, wasn't he? Yeah, the Frankfurt Frankfurt, Frankfurt Galaxy. Yes, 
And he was, they said, like, oh, my God. People were saying back here, they were like, we can get two first-round picks for Rohan Davey. We're like, no. No. He's an all-star in Europe. He's beating, like, people that play soccer all day. No one gives a shit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, no, but that, the, NFL, the NFL did away with NFL Europe when they realized that they didn't need a minor leagues because they already had one in Division One college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what they that's what they got, and and it didn't matter. But, but player Pat- development is the thing. But they don't care about player safety. They don't care about people nope. getting concussed. They're gonna water this game down, and they're gonna treat it like shit. Yep. And eventually, it's just gonna become an unrecognizable product. And in twenty years, we're gonna be the guys going, God damn! Remember when it was thirty two teams, sixteen games, and you could hit quarterbacks? Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. I still love football, but I will. It, it's I'm not going to love the NFL in 20 years like I do right now. 40 teams, 18 it's games. Weird. It's just going to be an absolute nightmare to follow. It's going to be like watching those soccer leagues. That there's like 14 different soccer leagues. It's a plane going over. Okay. Really late. For some reason, I thought somebody was firing up a lawnmower outside, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's 10 p.m. They have a flashlight on the top of the thing. Um, but like, imagine, is bro- is, I'm like, my brother's outside playing a prank on me yeah, right now. It's but like you, Pat, you're 100 right. You nailed it. I said it to Joey off air. I, if you get to 40 teams, you have such a watered down, piss poor product. Yeah. Imagine we have it's a hard time. We have a hard time fielding 32 good NFL teams. We do sometimes. Yeah, like, we really do. Look at the Lions. 32 good NFL coaches. There's probably 10, 15 good NFL coaches. There's not. Right. There's 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 maybe 10 to 16 quality starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And you know what I'll yeah. tell you? The NFL, <clears throat> if you go to 40 teams, you'll have coaches like Belichick, like Andy Reid's. They'll just dominate forever because they'll <laughs> they be the will. best. They'll be the best at drafting, developing guys, and they'll be like, "Yeah, send shit over to, to dumbass USA over there because they're not going to know how to develop these guys like I right. do." And they'll just run like empires <laughs> for like decades, like like Red Auerbach and shit. It, it it will basically go in reverse. Like it'll be like when the NBA was only eight teams. Like we'll we'll have hit like the point where like. Okay, we got to the top. Oh, my God, we're going backwards now. Yep. You know, where, like, you'll have one team will win 11 straight championships. For sure. And it'll be like, you know, yeah. oh, wow, like, like Sammy Ball and the Browns or fucking. Dude, Jacksonville can't even, like, Jacksonville had the number one pick, like, so many number one picks over the last 10 years and top five picks forever. Yep. And they can't get anyone to show up to that stadium. Browns finally got a real quarterback after a million years. Did they? I mean, I just think, like, the expansion, expansion teams from the last maybe 10, 15 years, Texans, Browns, Jacksonville, I don't know the exact timeline. I mean, some of these teams are still struggling today. Yeah, I mean, the the, the second version Browns, the 1999 and beyond, when they drafted Tim Couch and came back, it was 99 or 98, whatever year it was. And they've been around for 21, 22, 23 years now. And you're right, they've not really done much. I mean, the history's there in Cleveland, but the history moved to Baltimore, and Baltimore's been way more successful than the yeah. Cleveland Browns have ever been, ever. Yeah. Which is shocking to say. And, and, and the Ravens have only been there for, like, what, 24 years? Uh, 1996 Six? was their first year. So really? 25 it? years. Was it 96 well, or 96? Yeah, because it was a two, three-year gap, and then Cleveland got the team back. And everyone's like, let's go, we're Browns! And they were going nuts. Um, but, look, again, Texans, like you said, like, look at the Panthers. Panthers, you know, mild success. They've got the two Super Bowls. They lost them both, but at least they got the two. Jacksonville's only got the two AFC Championship games, and they lost both of the Patriots. 96 and 2018. Sean, I gotta ask you one last question. Um, uh, Are the Titans the unbeatable fourth of the AFC? I don't think they are. Nope. I think the Titans are pure luck and bullshit yep. right now. And I, look, and I say this with the utmost respect. I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think he, he does an amazing job as a coach. 
That team has no healthy players. They lost Derrick Henry, their all their all star grunt running back, and he should have been feared by every team that faces them. They lost him for the year. They have no real depth behind him. They have A.J. Brown every other week, it seems, because he's off and on with injuries. They do not have Julio Jones at yeah. all, because Julio's been hurt the whole season, which sucks. And I'm sorry, Tannehill is Tannehill. He reverted right back to Miami Tannehill. He had that one great year. They signed him yeah. to an extension, and he's like, he's mediocre at best. I'm sorry. He's just a regular dude. I mean, it would help if Julio could stay healthy and he didn't lose my chocolate stud pony, but... You're talking about... They're set. They're a fake <clears throat> seven and two right now. I don't know how. Well, I mean, they I beat mean, the Saints who have no quarterback. Listen, are they right? I mean, Trevor Simeon almost led them to victory against. He ate shit, and then they had to put Taysom Hill in there because Trevor Simeon got blown up. Still, almost threw for three hundred yards. I know. Still, my boy, Team Money Wiggle, tougher than a wet piece of leather. Let me tell you. Uh, but no, I think the I think the Titans, dude, like they're they're looking they're in control of their own destiny right now as far as the one seed goes. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Like Tannehill's not the greatest, but He's doing what needs to be done, and I, I know Tannehill's above average, but not like above above average. You know what I but mean? But ugly wins are still wins, right? Yes, we they talked, are. We Absolutely. talked. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Absolutely. Remember when we were talking about ugly wins? We're like, well, it's still a win. It's, I mean, but you know what I mean? But you'll you'll watch a Tannehill game and you'll see a game from him. And you're like. How is this dude not like a top five quarterback? And then the next week you'll be like, "Oh, there you go. He yeah. threw like three interceptions and he dropped the ball." He's still not. He's still. He's he has his moments. He's still Ryan Tannehill. Like he's yes, not exactly. That's a perfect analogy. He's, he's still Ryan Tannehill. He's still Ryan Tannehill. Let us not forget. He's just now in a more stable environment with better coaching, better pieces around him. But he's still going to make Ryan Tannehill esque mistakes, and that's just that is what it is. It but, sucks because you have Derrick Henry. You had Derrick Henry. And he was probably going to run you. And Derrick Henry, as it got colder, he got better because teams get tired in that cold weather. And they get sick of trying to tackle guys. They don't want to tackle a guy 270 pounds running a 4 5 at you. They're like, fuck this, man. And then he gets hurt with like a Liz Frank injury and he's definitely not going to play. I'm sorry. Like the Titans, like they're going to start losing games down the stretch. You're going to see them lose one, win one, lose two, win one. I think they're going to end up like a 10 and and 7 or 11 and 6 kind of team. It sucks. We'll see. I mean, Defensively, they're not great. No, they're, they're offensively. They're kind of riding, riding that fine line right they now. They have no health. That's the biggest problem. Health, 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 health. Yeah, that is that right. And who's, who, who's usually the team that's there at the end? The healthy the team, team to say is the healthiest. And that's luck. It really is. Pat, thank you for the, uh, thank you for the call, bud. Yeah, I'll be listening, guys. Have a good night. You too, All right, Pat. buddy. Shake we'll talk easy. to you later. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. If you want to give us a call, get your thoughts out there and uh, let it be heard. I'm really um, pissed at my boy Rob. No showing. It's it's Falcons Week, Rob. It's Come fa- on. It's Falcons Week, and Rob is nowhere to be found. The man wore a Falcons jacket to a wedding, and it's Patriots Week, and he's just absent. He's probably legit like work like a twenty hour shift. I know. Like, sleeping, <laughs> which is giving him shit. We're like, like, you wore a Falcons jacket to a wedding. He's like, guy, I just worked 20 hours in the cold. <laughs> He's like, fuck you guys. I hate you. He's like, why do you have to rub it in? My, as if Thursday night's not going to be ugly enough. Hey, you know what? He... He's stuck with that team forever. I, I give him shit. I said Arthur Blank should, you know, has to die before that team gets good. And he's like, yeah, probably, but it ain't gonna happen. Anymore. Well, I mean, speaking of, let's speaking of bad ownership and and ownership issues. Oh, let's let's talk yeah. about my Broncos here for a minute, real quick, because there was the, uh, I, I mean, I, I would call it the the whiff of the century or the that's a I'm whiff? mailing it in play of the century. Yeah, right, because it, a whiff would mean he missed. That would suggest that he actually took a shot. Yeah. You know, that yeah. he swung the bat. No. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater pulled the ultimate 
dick bag move on Sunday <laughs> at home in front of the Denver faithful against Philadelphia. And I, you know, I'm not going to even call it a must win game because even if they had won this, we all know, you know, where this team is going. Yeah, for sure. And as my brother, I am, I am, I am much, much happier that we got blown out. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, that is, mm-hmm. that we got blown out on Sunday. Because now I don't have to invest myself in the season anymore. It's over. It's a wrap. The Broncos are done. Vic Fangio will hopefully be fired before their next game. Uh, Drew Locke will hopefully be named the starter because they have the bye week as well this week. Hopefully all those things happen. Because, well, let's let's play the video, Sean. No, let's, let's, let's play this video. Let's put it up there. Uh, you tell me uh, what you think, people, about this. Now, you might have missed that because it happens kind of quick, but notice number five in orange. <laughs> he's going to appear in your screen, and it's gonna, you're going to say, wow, he, he looks like he's got a shot at this guy, and he's going to throw his body out there and at least you know trip him up, slow him up. Let Tim Patrick, who, if you look at the All-22, is absolutely gunning like he's going to fucking Ben Watson. Yes. This guy. Yes. And just needed somebody just to, like, at least just slow him slow up a up, little like, bit. Like the punters or kickers do. Yes. And he doesn't. But look, watch right here. Watch. Here, here he comes. Left side of your screen right there. And <laughs> just puts his head down and says, nah, fuck that. Now, I have heard a couple of different, uh, a couple of different people defend Teddy Bridgewater. In this. As, as have I. And listen, if you're defending Teddy Bridgewater in this, just just get the fuck out. You're the you're the reason why we can't hit quarterbacks anymore. You're the reason why there's taunting penalties. You're the reason why the NFL sucks now. Okay? Everyone's like, oh, he almost died with that knee injury. I'm like, listen, if he was that worried about the knee injury, he would have never come back to football to begin why, with. Why is he playing again? Yes. If he was that worried. They're like, well, he almost had to amputate his leg. I don't care. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to the guy's injury. It was a horrific injury. But that was six years ago. You're in a fucking must-win game at home against a 3-6, and at the time, a 3-6 and Philadelphia Eagles team. You have now, this is now the second time in three weeks. The second time in three weeks, the division, division, uh, or second time in four weeks, I should say. Third time in four weeks, I'll, I'll say that the division lead has been on the line and the Broncos have gone out and laid an egg. The one time it wasn't on the line, they go into Dallas and they blow the doors off the Cowboys and everybody's like, what, what the fuck? What, what in the hell is this? Yep, blipping the radar there. Blipping the radar. But like I said last week, the Broncos played their absolute best game Yep. and the Cowboys played their absolute worst game. In fact, I even have this little audio clip for you oh. uh, from last week. Of me just, you know, patting myself on the back here. That was that one whoopsie fucking stupid fucking mid That's what I want to say. If you're a Cowboys fan, do not fret over this loss. This, you needed this loss. Dave stopped texting me like halfway through. Be thankful for this loss. Because every great team that goes on to win a Super Bowl has one of these losses on their resume. And I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's true. But But like I said last week, don't fret, Cowboy fans. Relax. It's okay. You had a bad day and you had a bad game. And just as I predicted, the Cowboys go and they blow the fucking doors off of uh, uh, who did they play? Um, it was it was ugly. It was just gross. It was such a uh, Atlanta. Right. Duh. Uh, the Falcons. Oh, was it 40 40, to three at one 43 point? to three? 43 to three. They 40 pieced them. 
They didn't just hang a 40-burger. They 40-pieced them. Damn. The Falcons came up one shorter for 39-piece and got 40-pieced. Uh, at, at, at the end of the third, the score was 28-3, to three, and everyone was tweeting it all over Twitter. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, but, yes, so – the Broncos were terrible. The Broncos are terrible. I'm glad this happened. But the, the the here it is for my Broncos faithful that are listening, the people that are Broncos fans that are listening. This is why I was never on board with Teddy Bridgewater. This is why I didn't want two Teddy two gloves under center to start the season. This is just just add this to the list of he reasons why I didn't want him. Oh, yeah. I didn't want him. He's not a real leader. No. He's a fucking He's an atypical front runner. Bitch. That when things are going well, yeah, steady Teddy. He's going to get things going. You know, the run game's going, and Teddy looks great, and he can pick his spots, and boom, he'll hit his guys here and there. But when you need a game, or you there's something on the, the game is on the line, this guy is never coming through for you. Nope. He never has. Nope. He never will. And that play on Sunday put the final nail in Teddy Bridgewater's coffin in Denver. Because not only will he be gone after this year, no matter what happens. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But he will never, ever, ever win this fan base over. Oh, God, no. Even though he tried to own it and he tried to say, like, yeah, I've got to make a better effort there. You're goddamn right you need to make a better effort there. You think? You're trailing by seven at home in a game that you absolutely positively should win and must win. Mm -hmm. Justin Simmons comes up in the defense. They come up with the pick. They they, they make Jalen Hurts look bad for the the one time they made him look bad all day. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, that's a whole nother thing. I'll get to that in a second. And then you hand the ball to Melvin Gordon, fourth and one. You're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, we'll, we'll get this fourth. We've been pretty good on fourth down all year. We'll get this. Shit doesn't go your way. And then you can't even be bothered to make a tackle and just not let him score. Like, at least give your defense a chance to go out and make another play. I, I don't understand, I, I, like, like he was not even close. Like, that image we showed, it was like, all right, it looks like he, like, tried to put his arm out and be like, ah, I'm going to go after your legs. And But you see a different angle. They're doing, like, the all-22 angle. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, the distance between me and you, and he's like, ah. He literally could have just thrown his body in front of in front of Slay and just made him, I don't know, hurdle, jump, slowed him down. Anything. Literally anything. And, what and the, the, the and, kickers and punters? And the thing that fucking it, it annoys the shit out of me is you have all these soy boys now who follow football. And they're like, oh, go ask Baker Mayfield how that worked out. And I'm like, yeah. Baker Mayfield is made of paper mache and, and popsicle sticks. Oh, poor Amendola. Like, I don't care about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, quarterbacks make tackles. I literally tweeted out a video of Peyton Manning making a tackle after a fumble yeah. like that in, in 2012 against, I think it was 2012 against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Happens. And I, I, I tweeted out a, another video of Ryan Tannehill running down a defensive lineman and bodying that man. That defensive lineman was like, Jesus Christ, was that Derrick Henry that just hit me? Nope. That was the fucking quarterback. Ryan Tannehill. It was like, it, it was like when uh, Pat McAfee hit um, uh, uh, Trinden Holiday. Yes. And yes. just, was like, you were like, and does, the, does, the, does the Vince McMahon strut back to like, the sideline? That's how ugly it was for Teddy Bridgewater. That was gross. It was disgusting. It was not a good play. And quite frankly, I don't ever want to see or hear from Teddy Bridgewater again. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't take another snap in orange and blue, too soon. I, it w- couldn't be. Couldn't be too soon. Bye bye. See you later. If, if this was my team, I said it to you over this weekend too. I said if Teddy Bridgewater was on my team, I would demand. Never to see this person again. After that, ha- we get it. We're not going to do anything this year. After that lazy-ass attempt, 
I don't want to see you. Cam Newton, last year when the Patriots were shit, remember the whole Super Bowl thing and Cam mm-hmm. Newton didn't die for the ball? Last year he fumbled and he dove into a pile for a ball and everyone was like, hey, he's learning. Like He's not the same Cam Newton. It's like, all right, cool. But he learned his lesson. The, the, the amount of shit you take if you don't attempt to die for the ball or stop a play and stuff like that, you get more shit for that. You're not what Teddy Bridgewater is not one of these like once in a lifetime players. He's a replaceable guy. Very. He's, just, he's a plug and play. Like you might win, you might not. He's not a starter. And the worst part is now is that we've now taken ten games away from Drew Locke to potentially develop. Yep. And that is now an absolute waste of a second round draft nope, pick. It's a hundred percent. All in on uh, Aaron Rodgers, and that's the goal. Yep, that's it. Because Drew Locke nor Teddy Bridgewater will be on the on the on the field uh, for the Broncos next year, barring some sort of just disaster in in, in the offseason. At least get Deshaun Watson at this point. Like I don't I don't know. Um, I but, feel like that's never going to get resolved. But no, but you, it's these it's these soy boys that come out and they they defend guys like Bridgewater. Well, he made a business decision. Terrible, bad business decision, bro. You just got cut. And guess what? That's going on your highlight reel for the rest of your career. Where who's was it worth him? it? Who's going to pick him up? He's not going back to New Orleans. He's not going back anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be he's, a backup. He's going to be a guy that's going to be around in June or July. Somebody will get hurt and he'll get picked up. You pick, you pick him up on Madden. He's one of those guys on free agency when you when you buy the game. Yeah, exactly. Like ah, oh, Teddy Bridgewater, I guess. Yep, seriously, that's it, it, exactly what he's going to be. But it's these soy, but these are the same soy boys that you know they come up with all these new stats and these new figures and these new things because they're they they can't actually play football or could never actually play football, but they want to be involved with football. So you know they're bug men. You know they're the people that prefer college football. <laughs> you know to to the NFL, they're like oh, college football is so much better. Uh, you know, we're 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 just we're just that much better because uh, you know, it's uh it's more there's more emotions in college football. There is more emotion in college football though. And on the flip side of that coin too, though, let's not put all the blame on Teddy for this loss because the Denver defense that did so well against Dak and, and Zeke and Amari and, and CeeDee Lamb last week yep. did not show up this week at all. They made Jalen Hurts, who has gotta be one of the worst mobile running quarterbacks I've ever seen. I mean, there have been games this year when he takes off to run, and he gets snuffed two yards down the down the field. And I'm like, does this guy think he's Michael Vick because he's not that fast? I'm like, he's not that good. Listen, and in then college, and he then was he's good in college. He was good, yes, but it was I like he was, st- he was still thinking he was in college. He's been shit all season, and then all of a sudden yesterday or Sunday in Denver, he's just like, well, I'm Michael Vick. <laughs> And the, Michael De- Vick and, Madden. and the Denver defense was like, holy shit, this is the fastest man I've ever seen. Dude, do you remember that? I've, this is when we all played Madden and not the, the joke that it's become right now. Remember when they, they had the, the quarterback vision thing and Michael Vick yeah. was on the cover and you can get out of quarterback vision just run? Everyone was like, all right, hike, all right, everyone single covered, fuck it, I'm going to run. <laughs> just take off quarterback vision and sprint out yeah. the corner. and Michael Vick's cone was like this big. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. That's what Jalen Hurts thinks he is. He, he, he played he that is. all growing up. Seriously, though, he really is. It's just like, dude, and he's not that good of a runner. But Denver's defense made him look like a great runner, and uh, that sucks. That's on us. So whatever. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of changes that are going to be made in, in Denver. The good news is they got a good young core of young defensive players and offensive and players, offensive players that that are going to be around. But you know. This season's over, man. They're cooked. It's it's a wrap. <laughs> it's not funny. 774-992-8702. Uh, before, we'll stick in the ASC West here real quick because uh, Sunday Night sure. Football, we had the Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders uh, face off. And the Chiefs looked like, the, well, let me put it this way. The scoreboard looked like a typical Chiefs-Raiders game that you would kind of expect, right? Where the Raiders, not that great. 
Chiefs, Super Bowl contenders, 41-14. The Chiefs absolutely dominate the Raiders. But if you watch that game, it wasn't so much that the Chiefs did a lot of good things. It was that the Raiders just did a lot of really, really, really bad things. You mean like Deshaun Jackson? That play was, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Oh, which one? Deshaun Jackson, he, Derek Carr bombs it to him. He catches it, and then he starts running back towards his own line of scrimmage. The ball gets punched out, and it goes flying through the air oh. into, into the Kansas City Chiefs player's hands. Yes, it is. I've yes. never seen any guy do that before. It, it's, but it's Deshaun, so of course. It's a comedy of errors when you're in, when you're in a Raider uniform, typically. Um, and We have a good friend, Shane, who's a... Uh, he constantly, every once in a while, he will, uh, on Facebook, it's wild being a Raiders fan. <laughs> like, all the shit that's happened this year. It really is. And and the, here's the thing, and, and this is where, uh, and I made this post on, on Sunday night, and it pissed off a lot of our Raider fan friends because they, they still believe in Derek Carr. And I'm not saying that you're wrong to believe in Derek Carr. However, any opportunity that we had or any chance that we had that we were going to see Derek Carr elevate to truly elite status is gone. Okay, he's in now, what is eighth season? Seventh season? Seventh, eight, he was drafted in 16. No. No, was earlier than that. No, I think it was 16. I'm fairly certain it was 16. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look it yeah, up. So. 2014. Oh, 14. My fault. 16 was the year that he had the uh, the MVP-esque yes. season. That's yes. what it was. Sorry. 16 was his only winning, his only uh, year as a winning quarterback. Uh, in year seven. Year seven. So you've got a guy who's now in year seven. He'll be starting his eighth year under a new head coach with all uh, probably another offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. another cast of characters around him. Look, the point that I was making about Derek Carr on Sunday night was not that Derek Carr isn't a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's an above-average quarterback. He will never be at this point in his career elite. That ship has sailed. And I know Raider fans want to sit there and say, well, he is elite. He's not. You cannot have one winning season in seven years and be considered an elite quarterback. I get it. Wins and losses are not solely based on a quarterback's play. That, I am the king of that. I started that argument 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was the first one to start saying that. That, that was the most ridiculous. Super Bowl wins. People were telling me that, you know, Joe Montana was better than Elway and, and, and Marino. And I'm like, well, why? We'll use four rings. Nah, I don't know that that's true. I, I don't know that that's true because I remember Trent Dilfer in 2000 winning a Super Bowl 21 years ago. And I remember the first thing saying, and in, 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 this is in high school. I was in high school. You're like, oh, is he better than Dan Marino? And somebody actually said, well, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. He's better than Dan Marino. And I'm like, I'm looking at these people like, are you fucking retarded? And then guess what they all be, went on to become? Yeah, Tom Brady fans. But anyway, we won't go there tonight. The point that I'm getting at is this. Derek Carr's opportunity, his window for being an elite quarterback has slammed shut. It's over. It's a wrap. He's not going to be that guy. He can't be that guy anymore because he's not going to have – he's not going to have had the stability – Within the front office, the ownership, the fr- ownership front office, and the coach that he needed to reach that level, he had all the tools, he had all the abilities. The Raiders did us did him an injustice mm-hmm. by never putting around him what they needed to put around him. And I hate to say this, but listen, if the Raiders stick with Carr, 
His career is going to go nowhere. The best thing the Raiders could do would be to let Carr go and potentially latch on somewhere else where he could actually, you know, maybe try to salvage some of what's been robbed from him. I think that's accurate. I think the best for both parties at the end of this year, um, because I I don't picture the Raiders making the playoffs. I I don't. I I feel like the John Gruden stuff. No, I don't um, either. You you know, losing rugs to a a ridiculous incident in which he, he killed someone, sadly. You know, there's, there's a lot of shit with that team going on. and It's just like, that's just a couple of things. But, you know, the, the locker room's in disarray um, from the whole John Gruden situation again. But I, I don't see that team making the playoffs. And if they do, I see them getting eliminated right away. And that's nothing disrespectful. But I think the best is, like you said, the cut bait. That whole offense, besides Darren Waller, could, needs to be, like, reset almost. You know, you, you have Colton Miller, who I love on the offensive line. I think he's a, a fantastic offensive Hunter lineman. Hunter Renfro we talked about. Hunter Renfro, I, I love it as, as a wide receiver. That's just me because I'm a That route biased. he ran for the touchdown was nasty. Ridiculous. Hunter Renfro, I'll never understand how he wasn't a pa- drafted a Patriot. No shit, right? It is like, everyone was like, oh, Hunter Renfro. When he was at Clemson, oh, that's the next Patriot right there. Belichick, there's Belichick. your next Edelman. There's and, your next Welker. And Belichick's like, mm, if he goes undrafted, I'll take him. And he yeah. goes, he went in like the sixth round or something. And I'm like, God damn it. We had other needs. Yeah, I guess. But no, but the, the thing with the, the thing with Derek Carr and the Raiders is there. Listen, that window is slammed shut. And it's obviously been slammed shut even quicker by the Gruden upheaval, who's now suing the NFL, which I cannot wait to see how this goes. Because uh, fuck Goodell and fuck the NFL. And he, his attorneys are going right after what all of us have talked about. Interesting that. The only emails that come out are about John Gruden, that he's a racist. Yeah, Nothing this, was, else comes this out. was blackmail, 100%. And, this was designed. And you know how the NFL feels. The NFL does not like their information being put out in public display. When they're wrong, they never say it. They're like, hmm, like that's interesting. We're just going to keep it covered up. But if they bring it to court and they force all these emails to come out, I'm telling you, the NFL is going to be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. John Gruden looks like an asshole, yeah, and his 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 career is tarnished forever. No team's ever going to bring him back anytime soon. No, because they, he's, they, no, he's done. And now he's suing the NFL. He's definitely done. There, oh. There's going to be a gag order for all 32 teams to be like, you are in no way, shape, or form to hire this man. Don't you think someone in the future would bring him back, though? No. Never? No, no you do not. No the, current the, owner. The only a man, future owner. The only man to ever sue the NFL and get away with it was Al Davis. Yeah, he was an owner, though. But he was an owner. A coach, not a chance in hell. Especially not a coach that's kind of like, at the time when the Raiders got him, we were like, eh, I don't know about that. He's a partial owner, though, of the Raiders. He is, but he's suing the NFL. Roger Goodell and the NFL are not going to take this lying down just the way he didn't. He's not taking it lying down, and they're gearing up for a fight. And I don't care who wins this fight. I just want to see both purses get dumped out. Oh, like, me too. I want to see the NFL try to smear Gruden as much as they can. And they will. And I want to see Gruden come out and just be like, here's all the bullshit the NFL has been pulling. What's today's date? November 16th? I'll say it today. The NFL will leak some kind of information that John Gruden was having sex with like someone, some team member. Like a female. <laughs> I'm not saying he's gay. but like, John Gruden was hooking up with Carl Nassib. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, who knows? The NFL. Maybe they will. You never know. But the NFL is one of the most powerful entities in all the world, and they will figure out a way to do it. But the thing is, is that, you know, the, John Gruden can say whatever he wants about the NFL. It's not going to stop anybody from watching on Sundays. Mm-mm. But the only thing that we can do is hopefully we can start to stem the tide of people being like, you know what? This corporation, this NFL, is morally Scummy. bankrupt. They're scumbags. They're no better than the NCAA no. and Mark Emmerich and all his cronies. They're no better than anybody else. Like, why are we wasting our time with this? Like, yeah, we love football, but 
Football exists outside of the NFL. Sure does. We do not need the NFL to have football people. Like, we can... You know. Don't forget, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's bringing back the XFL. Third time's a charm. Listen, I am if you smell. all in on the XFL. If, if, they just, if they just take the NFL as it existed from like 2000 to 2003. Dude, COVID ruined it. COVID, I, had, I think it had a good chance, and then COVID kind of ruined the end of the game. It did. It did. Like, it killed it. That sucked. It was poor timing again. They, they had, they were, the XFL just can't get their timing right. No, they, they were renting all those soccer stadiums. And the stadium's only like 10,000, 9,000 people. But they were and sold was, out. And it was full stadiums. Yeah. And it looked great. Like, when you see that on TV, you're like, shit. Like, people are having fun. Like, the games are good. They're chugging beers at the end of the game. Yeah. They're going up to the guys. The guy's like, fuck people. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. You can say that? It's like, no, you can't. But whatever. But we're going to allow it. Uh, but, mean, no, it, it's just it's going to be wild. It's going to be funny. But, you know, to the point to the point of the, the, the whole conversation here was, look, the, the, the Derek Carr era in, in Oakland is over. Yeah, I, I, I hate. So. I hate. I, think so. I hate to say it, and I know there's gonna be a lot of Raiders fans. Gonna, Fuck you! No way. Derek Carr is elite. He's not. Listen, man, the guy's got one winning season. He's got one season over thirty touchdowns. I get it. The Raiders have not done him any favors, but at the same time, if you just watch the games and you watch Carr, like he goes down. I made that post right at the half, and then he takes the opening drive. Of the third quarter and marches down the field and everybody's yep. like, oh, 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 oh. This, wrong again. This aged like milk and I'm like, and then three minutes later he's like throwing balls straight up into the air and the Chiefs' worst defense ever is just like, thank you. Yeah, Sorensen of all people. Yeah, and making picks the and, shittiest I'm, and I'm like, back. I'm like, guys, like, maybe like give it three, like let the ink dry on the text before you fucking respond, like, and like it, it's just so it's so predictable, it's so laughable. Carr's going to make plays as a quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's an above-average quarterback. Yes, he is. That's as good as he's ever going to be. We have seen peak Derek Carr. Mm. We, you will never see better than what you have seen from Derek Carr, whether it was 2016, this year, last year, whatever year you want to pick, you have already seen the best Derek Carr has to offer. I will tell you, if they release him at the end of the season... And, and it's the, Oakland's fault. And for those... Las Vegas. And for those people whatever. that... The Raiders. For those people that... that if you say... We're gonna let go of Derek Carr. And they're gonna be like, what are we gonna do at quarterback? Then we're not gonna draft somebody. If they, if I told you if they released Derek Carr, and what if I told you? And their plan was, we're gonna take a run at Rodgers. Just whatever. Like we'll give him whatever he wants. He can have his own offense. He can call his own shots. But why would you? Why would Rodgers? Okay, all right. Hold on. Let me finish your thought. Go ahead. No. Let, let so if, if they told Rodgers, hey, we want you to come and be like Brady. You tell you get your offensive guys in. We'll sign people that you want. We'll give you whatever you want. It's you're gonna be your organization to end your career with, and and fans are gonna be like, maybe Derek Carr can kiss my ass. <laughs> like taking, oh, of, of taking a three would. or four year window of, of of Rodgers, you take that nine times. There was out of 10. maybe ninety. I'd say ninety nine percent of Raiders fans when the Rodgers, Devonte Adams rumors were like swirling that you know if, if, if they perked up if he was going to go to the if he was going to go to the Raiders then Rodgers might follow him there or vice versa people are like oh my god yeah bye Derek there's the door trade him to the Giants right now see you later we'll get rid of him bye or get him to New England we don't give a shit doesn't matter they were ready to jettison Derek Carr then but you always had that 1% of fans that are ride or die with Derek Carr for whatever reason. And maybe that reason is, is because they see that the Raiders have done him no favors. And they watch him week to week and they see how good he is. It happens. And they know that the Raiders are just, they've, they've failed to put guys around him. And when they have tried to put guys around him, they make the wrong moves. You know, okay, great. You found a diamond in the rough with Waller. 
But then you go and you squander it, and you could have had your pick of the litter for of Jefferson Lamb or, or Judy, and you take KJ Hamler. Not the best. I'm, I'm sorry, um, Henry no, Ruggs. No, Henry Ruggs. I'm right. sorry. And, I know and, you what I'm saying, you could have had KJ Hamler yeah. in the third round or the second round. And I think I, I said you it, really wanted I Ruggs said it live on on draft night. We were all together, and I was like, Ruggs is like the worst of the of the four guys I would take. He was the last of the four, absolutely. For me, I was like, he has but he all was, the speed in the world. But, he, but we we joked about it, and then they took him. We were like, but he's the most Oakland of all of them. Yeah, speed forty just burner. Al Davis was like. Dude, and speed was the reason why he's out of the NFL. Oh, my wow. God. Speed does I just kill. thought about that. Speed Fuck does shit. Um, I will tell you, though. Wow, we should just end it right there. That was beautiful. Um, I think Derek Carr would have a great second career with one team. Would you like to take a guess of who I'm thinking of? Great second career, Green Bay. No, but that wouldn't be a bad start. Depends what kind of offense he goes into there. I mean, if everyone leaves after Okay, if not leaves. Green Bay, let me hold on. Let me just give me a second here. Let me think. If it's not Green Bay, great second career. Who could he have a great? Great coaching, great quarterback coach. Okay, so Denver's out. <laughs> um, New Orleans? No, I think he, well, New Orleans would be great, but I think uh, I don't think uh, Sean Payton would go. Sean yeah. Payton likes building his own things. Yeah, true. Um, I think he would do great in uh, Indianapolis. Frank Wright, I think, would would be phenomenal. That, yes, that would actually be a. I didn't even think of Indy because I was. I I'm still sold on Carson Wentz. I'm tell, I <laughs> dodged a bullet on Sunday, but they got the dub. Carson Wentz. Man. I'm telling you, man. The He's Colts becoming more and more Carson. The Colts are one of those teams that again, you're, if they're a six or seven seed, you're not going to want to see them that first week in your building. You're 100 percent right. Again, same argument I'll use for it's Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL right yes, now. Yes, he is. And Especially now that Derrick Henry's gone. Well, absolutely. He was a he was a, a, a semi distant second to Derrick Henry when he was in the when before Henry got hurt, but right now, listen, I think I think next year, your number one, number two running backs in the league. Well, it'll be Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, but three and four, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Javante Williams. I think those two are going to be your number one and number like Javante. That's my dog, bro. That kid is an animal. Angry, love him. Uh, but, no, I think no. Indianapolis would be a great spot for him, but I think they're attached to Carson for a little bit. No, here. it's only two years, dude. Yeah, two years. But we'll have to see what happens with Oakland, with what Mark Davis is going to do, what Mike Mayock's going to do, you know, in the wake of Gruden being there, I not picture, being there. And I picture they just cut it all off. I, I, I do, too. I think at this point you got to blow it up, right? you got to get rid of all Gruden stuff. You, you want to start, start fresh. That's, that's the whole thing. I agree. But, uh, all right, Sean, well, let's leave it there. I think we covered everything, right? Chiefs coming back? Yeah, yeah, Chiefs are back. The Chiefs bounce back. The Bills bounce back. Mm. Titans continue to win. Oh, we didn't didn't talk too much about Brady looking old as fuck. Yes. But we can, let's give that another week because I don't want to jump the gun on that. But Brady did look like shit on Sunday. Yeah. And And, you even said it before. Big mad. Big mad in the press conference. 45-second press conference after the game. Do you think maybe, maybe Brady's starting to see the writing on the wall? Or what about his coach, Bruce Arians? Now, Brady had two interceptions on that Sunday, and both were reflections off of his wide receiver's hands into another player. Honestly, those are not on Brady. I'm sorry. When shit like that happens, it counts as your interception, but it's not really. We know. Bruce Arians goes, you know, he threw the ball too hard, both on Brady. <laughs> I'm like, Bruce Arians sucks. He didn't as a throw a catchable ball. Fuck that shit. Like, I love seeing that from he Mac threw, Jones. He threw, the ball, he threw the ball like he threw it to Welker in the Super Bowl. High and away. 
agree with that. Welker's like, God damn it, I got to do a pirouette to catch it. Fuck! Dude. The fact that Welker even got his hands on that ball is a testament to how good Wes Welker is. Welker was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but Welker made that catch he should so be a, many he, times. I feel so bad. He should have been a Super Bowl champion. I yes. wish he'd hung on one more year. Yes, he should have been. He had 07. He had the Broncos. He had... Um, he had 7, 11, 13. 11. And that 13 was, was with you. And Seven, eleven, and thirteen. He made three Super Bowls and like five championships, or six championship games, and never won fucking anything. Yeah. Sucks, dick. Bad, bad. And then, hate. and then now the guy, he's like, he has to wear that like crazy helmet at the end of his career. Oh, Lord he Helmet like, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, he was like brain dead. Yeah, I no, feel. He's a I coach felt, now. He's a coach for. But Houston. he was so good though. He was so awesome to watch, man. I feel bad because thirteen when he got hurt. He had, that's the, you know, that's the only season he's ever caught yes. 10 touchdowns. Yes. And he did it in like eight games. Yes. He with was Manning. Un- he was, and I was so mad. If that, if he doesn't get hurt that year, that. I was a fi- bitter, bitter piece of shit. 55 touchdowns is probably 60. But again, Belichick called it. Belichick told him on the sideline in that interview uh, that Julian Edelman was going to Wally pip him. Yeah, and he did. And he did. Not only, so. It took four years, but he did. Edelman got to three Super Bowls. I'm sorry, got to, no, he did get to three because he didn't play in the fourth because he was injured that year. Got the three, won the three. Walker loses the three. Yeah. That sucks. It does. It's a bad hit. But uh, we'll leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us. Joey Fats, Radio Row 1, Seat 1. We'll be back next Tuesday night right here on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Thanksgiving week. Be sure to uh, give us a like and a follow. <laughs> and uh, we will check you all next week. Uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, be sure to like and share. Peace out. Later.